Hello, hello, good morning, happy Saturday to you, evening, wherever you're watching from around the world. You know, there are some terms that are becoming much more mainstream around leadership today. One of those terms is conscious leadership. As we begin to realize that, you know what, some of our old leadership principles and styles don't work as well for us today. So get ready for the conversation. We're going to break it all down and we're going to dive into conscious leadership today on the Coffee with Rhonda show as we look to become more savvy leaders. Let's get started. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. We're super excited to have you here, whether you're watching live on a replay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we believe this is a show where we believe that we can leverage our collective wisdom and strengths to become smarter, more savvy leaders. That's exactly what we're going to dive into today. So I'm going to bring our amazing panel up today to the stage Hello, everyone. And we're going to dive in in just a second as we talk on episode 46 about conscious leadership. So what we're going to do, I'm going to do go over the housekeeping. You guys know how this works. A couple of things really quickly. If you tune in, tell us where you're watching from. Tell us what's in your cup. We also want you to comment and comment live because your comments power the show. They feed our conversation. May take us off track. We may go down a little rabbit hole, but it's okay. We'll come back on. And then um, a big favor to ask, if you would like and share the video, there is someone out there who wants to hear this conversation. So please take a moment to share the video. I guarantee you someone else out there will thank you. And then wherever you're listening, be sure to hit the little subscribe button so that you can get notified whenever we go live. And if you're listening on podcasts, we love reviews. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. I'm known as an R-Soul, or what I call a recovering stressed out leader. I've learned a better way. And now what I do as an elite leadership coach is I help other leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs know that there is a different way. Decide that it's time to stop the madness and start living, leading, and loving stress-free. So uh, as I, um, I'm going to introduce my panel. So that's who I am. So what's in my cup? I have coffee this morning with a hint of uh, turmeric and a little bit of cinnamon in my cup this morning. So that's what I'm having. That's what's in my cup. And we're going to start uh, this morning by introducing everyone else. Let's go to Marae first. We're going to do our co-host and then come over to our special guest who's joining us for the show. Marae, good morning. Hello. Yeah, it's almost, uh, you know, Sunday here. Oh, good so evening. Good morning. Good, good morning. Uh, my name is Mireille. I'm the greatness engineer. You should know me by now. I work to make sure that people understand that they have greatness inside of them and unleash this greatness to engineer greatness wherever they are and wherever it matters. I have a background in engineering, so I work also with uh, women, empower them to enjoy STEM and to get engaged and increase those numbers because we don't see a lot of them. So that's me. And today I'm going to drink water uh, to drink the show. So welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marae. Roz, who are you? Tell us who you are and what you got in your cup. Muted. Can you unmute Roz? There we go. Yes, we can. <laughs> you know, you know, this has been a bad, this has been a bad morning for me. Let me say this from the rip off. My co-host, <laughs> my fearless leaders have been messing with me all morning. 
Let's just get it out there. I want to get it off my chest because I feel some kind of way. <laughs> Ron, you can't tell the behind the scenes secrets, the green room secret. <laughs> but anyway, for those of you who don't know and why, I don't know why you don't know by now, but I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. Why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver to relieve the SOS out of their life, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security for your loved one. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. Give her a call. Just pour into my cup. <laughs> yes. Nine to, to five killers. This morning with a warning. Nine to five killers. Yes, I have ginger tea. No, I'm sorry. Peppermint tea with lemon and honey. And I'm mm. done speaking. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. All right. Wonderful. So we are going to go to our special guest for uh, for this morning. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us who you are and what you have in your cup. Thank you all for having me here. This is such a pleasure. And I am Nicole Magic. I'm known as the Empowerment Alchemist. My background is in biology and chemistry, as well as I have a master's in metaphysics. Uh, I also have some financial background and I bring everything to the table when I work with my clients who I help become fearlessly authentic and eliminate the self-sabotaging beliefs that derail them. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much. And do you have a cup? And what do you have in your I have a cup? And I have, it's like liquid gold. <laughs> it's a turmeric drink and it tastes delicious. And your cup says something. Can you read it? What does your cup say? I love that. It says, dream courageously, live fearlessly, and love bravely. Hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Let's take a moment to introduce and say hello. Good morning to those out there listening. If you're watching, don't forget to comment. We comment live. You pull those into the conversation. Maria is out there. Hey, Maria. Good morning to you, Maria. Um, is out in the Netherlands and uh, is one of our consistent uh, contributors who really shares some great information. So thank you so much for joining, Maria. Um, Roslyn is out there, Lubbock, Texas, and Roslyn is drinking coffee. Good morning and blessings, Roslyn says. And then also we have Yvette out there, and Yvette is joining this morning from uh, Miami. Ooh, I bet it's lovely out there this morning in Miami. At least it's probably not cloudy and rainy like it's been in Texas for the past week or so. Um, so thank you so much uh, for joining us, Yvette. And then uh, Regina says, it's such a pleasure. Good morning, ladies. Regina from San Antonio. I have coffee in my cup. Fantastic. And then Maria says, look, I read your cup wrong, Rod. So <laughs> it was a little backwards. It's not you, Maria. That's why we wanted to read it out because, you know, the whole mirror thing on camera. But anyway, let's get our conversation started. Um, before we do one more thing, big shout out to our recent YouTube subscribers, Kaisha and Katie, both uh, our recent subscribers on YouTube. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda family. Happy to have you. So as we get started this morning, let's talk about conscious leadership. I have been waiting for this conversation because it's one of those things. It's one of those new terms that we didn't hear a lot about 10 years ago, but we're hearing a lot about it now. And I think because of that, not a lot of leaders understand what it means to be a conscious leader. So the first um, premise I want to start with is that everyone, 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 everyone listening is a leader. We must dispel the myth that because you are not in an organization leading a whole big old team, that you're not a leader. Minimally, you have to lead you, right? That's where it starts. So I don't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You are a leader and this conversation is applicable to you. That's where we're going to start this morning. So I'm going to share with you. As we start, we like to start with our new segment, Leadership Above the Grind. And for Leadership Above the Grind, let's start by talking about getting a clear definition for all of us on what conscious leadership is. So I'm going to share my screen with you and then just share this conscious leadership quote that I came up with that I really, really enjoy. So 
Conscious leadership is bringing one's whole self and with total awareness to your leadership position. It requires authenticity to be who you really are. Conscious leaders focus on the we rather than the me and realize that their role is to create a culture of trust, care, and expansive influence. I love that definition. That was in the Philadelphia Business Journal and the author of that was Cheryl Moen Verme, and uh, and, I, and it really spoke to me. And so I wanted to share that as our premise for when we're talking about conscious leader, a little bit of what that means. Okay. So with that context, and let's move forward in our conversation. And the first thing I want to know from all of you is, how do you know you're dealing with a conscious leader? There is something that you will see. It's in the way that they show up in the way that they interact and communicate with everyone, again, not just in organizations, out in the world. How do you know you're dealing with a conscious leader? So uh, Roz, let's start with you this morning. How do you know you're dealing with a conscious leader? What, are you, what is it you would expect to see? In a, in, in a conscious leader, what I see now that I didn't see when I was in corporate was a leader now coming in the morning and greeting their employees and talking to their employees and asking them how they're doing. When it used to be the boss would come in the back door and go in the office and could care less about your personal life, could care less if you're suffering, could care less if your loved one had cancer or had just been in a car accident or you lost your mom or your dad, could care less. And now as a leader in the last 10 or 15 years or so, now they understand in order to have a productive employee or stakeholder, you have to look at the whole person. You just can't look at what they're doing at work because at what, what's at home also impacts what's at work. So a leader has to look at all that because it used to be if your behavior changed, you would be fired. If you didn't come in all bubbly, oh, everything is wonderful, you know, that type of thing, you would get fired because you had a behavior change or you dressed different. Or, you know, you know, you know, you know, there were some things that you didn't do that you used to do or the ball slipped. Nobody would ever ask, what's wrong? How can I help? Conscious leaders don't do that now. They understand that if one person is hurting on a team, the whole team suffers. So you have to take care of all, all of that. And that's what I wanted to say. And I'm done speaking. I can. You're on mute, Rhonda. You're on mute, Rhonda. Oh, that would be helpful, right? If I if I wasn't talking to myself over here. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to do is, uh, Nicole, I'm going to ask you to pick up on that in just a second. I want to say good morning to um, Dee, who's joining us. Dee Bowen, good morning. Looks like Dee has a new book out too. Congratulations, Dee, uh, on the book. Um, you know, one of the things that Roz is speaking to is a level of connectedness that's relatively new and some leaders are not even comfortable with, right? Leaders are used sometimes to focusing on the task or the bottom line and they're not so focused. So Nicole, for you, build on that. What, what do you see? What shows up in a conscious leader? There are so many things that we could talk about. We could talk about this one piece all day long. But I guess one of the things that comes out is really that conscious leader is going to take responsibility. They're going to own situations. They're going to take everybody into consideration in that. And there's no blame game going on. It's not your fault, your fault, or your fault. Or you did this or you didn't get us there. It's a team effort. And we're taking responsibility for that team. And in order to do that, you have to have a level of emotional intelligence like Roz was talking about. There's a, a certain level of connectedness, but that emotional intelligence is going to also play a huge role in that leader incorporating everybody as a unit. Oh, I love that. I love um, the responsibility, taking responsibility and owning it. This is your team. If they are not delivering, at some point, a conscious leader is going to look in the mirror, right? They're going to look at themselves to say, what can I do? How can I do this? How can I bring out the absolute best in my team? So that's really important. Marae, 
build on this for us. You know, when conscious leaders show up, you see something, right? You see something different. It's almost a tangible thing that you can feel. Um, what do you see in conscious leaders? Oh, you're on mute now. <laughs> We're playing the mute game this morning. Okay. So one thing that I've, I think it's important as a conscious leader is to establish trust because it's all about trust. If you can't have you know, your team uh, trusting you, it becomes a problem. So this trust has to be established. That's the rapport that you create with, you know, with your team or with people that are working with you. And I think Rose you know, uh, really elaborated on that. And also the mindset, the mindset where you, know, you are open-minded as well, you know, whoever comes to you for an advice or whoever, uh, you know, um, make a mistake, you shouldn't be judgmental. You have to be open-minded and get the time to really talk about it and to find a, a common ground to be able to move forward and not get locked into, uh, you know, a certain idea or a certain direction and, and, and not show any flexibility. So for me, that's really, uh, you know, what I call a, a, a conscious leader, so somebody who can really integrate everything, like Rose was saying, integrate, you know, what you do in the office, but also understand, you know, uh, the back, your background, understand how you connect with the rest of the team, understand what are your, your fears, what are your shortfalls, and, and really uh, create something positive about it, and, uh, and, and using that to, to propel the, the team forward. I love that. All of that. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is creating that trust, mm -hmm. building trust. And it's trust is an interesting thing. <clears throat> I think sometimes as leaders, we build trust and we think, okay, that's done. I've got trust. But that's really not it right? Trust is continuous. You have to continue to work on it and build it and grow it because someone described, um, I can't remember the conversation I was in, but someone described trust as almost a fragile teacup or coffee mm -hmm. cup that you, when you have it in your hand and you're holding it solid and you feel confident, then it's all good. But at the moment you go to sit it on the table, you could sit it on the side and it could fall and shatter into a million pieces. Right. Trust broken that quickly. It can be broken and it can be difficult to recover. So I love that you brought up the trust piece. You know, there are some uh, other characteristics, too, that show up. And I'm going to ask each of you about some of these characteristics. Let's just elaborate on them because I want people to begin to really understand, you know, as we grow in this show, it is becoming really important that we um, are clear and helping our, our people, our watchers, our followers um, to become savvy, right? My new thing is to become smarter, savvy leaders, right? And that's what we're doing here together. So I want them to really understand conscious leadership. So one characteristic in getting ready for the show that I found is that a conscious leader is curious. Roz, talk to me about that. Why would a conscious leader need to be curious? You said, why would a leader need to be curious? You have to be. Ooh, you just really tested me this morning. You just. <laughs> you have to be curious. You have to be. And you have to be curious because you have to be curious about your competitors, your industry colleagues. And then you have to be curious about what is making the team work. You have to know the strengths and the weaknesses. So you got to be curious. You have to know which team members work well together, which ones don't. Who comes to time on time? Who comes in late? You have to be curious because the person is coming in late. Okay, they may have be dropping a child off for childcare. Adjust their start time. So there's not so much pressure to get into work on you know, on you know if, if I can't get there now, well let me back it up to nine thirty because you keep getting in at nine oh five. Now, if I back it up to 9.30, you get in at 10, we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, you know, you have to you know, pay attention to all of that. So you have to pay attention to your, you know, your industry colleagues, your competition, your people. You have to. You have to because if not, 
something is going to be missing in the gap. Then you have to recognize where your weaknesses are and, you know, put things in place so that things don't continue to, you know, either fall or fail or, you know, you, you lose money in your business. So you have to, you have to be on top of things. And I'm done speaking mm. again. <laughs> Roz, you know, it's so interesting. So when, when I first asked, it sounds like this is common sense, right? But I will tell you, I know a lot of leaders that don't ask many questions. Mm-hmm. They, they come supplying all of the answers and they think that that is their job as a leader, which is why I think this conversation is so important because your job isn't to give all the answers, right? Your job is to be curious. And, and a part of that is asking those key considerations and those questions. And, and, and it's really interesting how the, the dynamic is shifting. It's almost as if the power center in, in business and organizations and entrepreneurship is shifting away from that central authority figure mm-hmm. over to the masses and the people, which is interesting. So the next one. And, and you know I, what? And I want to say yes. this. I want to say this real quick, Rhonda. The reason why it's shifting and I'm saying this, and everybody can get hot as fish grease with me, is because we have more women in the workplace. Mm. That's why it's shifting, because we have more women in the workplace. And with that, now our voice is being heard. You know, we have, you know, uh, different cultures. So everything has to shift. It's not the little boy thing where you're coming from eight to five, where to go. Mm-mm. It's not like that anymore. Right. It's not So right. the, the whole atmosphere for work has changed. To where you it used has. to go in and you stay home and work and get the same amount of work done. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm no, that's important. Thank you. That's a, that's a great one, actually. It really is. And Maria said, unconscious leadership is a relic of the past. It is still hanging around, but its days are numbered. Maria, I love that because what I see is that leaders who don't feel fulfilled, they feel less successful, they feel stuck. A lot of times it's because they are holding on to those mm-hmm. old leadership ways and wondering, why isn't it working? You know, it's like your grandma used to tell you, what you mean you don't want to walk five miles to school? I used to walk 10. When I was back in the day, you're like, uh, hello, that was then. This is now. We do not walk 10, <laughs> we do not walk 10 miles to school anymore, grandma. But thank you for sharing. right? And so um, I think that's exactly what she's speaking to. So let's move on to a next, uh, the next one. So I'm going to come to you on this one, Marae, because you mentioned something and you can tie these together. A characteristic of a conscious leader is one who is highly aware. Talk to us about awareness and conscious leadership. I, I think, you know, there's two things in, in, in leadership. There's the self-awareness, which is, you know, understand how you come across, how you communicate. So that's the, the first level. And then the, the, the second level is to understand how people come across and how they communicate with you. And you, you need to, as a leader, you need to be able to match the two and be able to navigate because you, you're going you're gonna to come across different type of leadership different type of, uh, of communication. And uh, there's, uh, Rose was talking about the diversity now in the workplace. So you need to be aware of the different people that you have in your team. What are their values? What are, you know, what are they, you know, uh, um, what are they doing? What are their strengths? What are they short for? So that you can, you, you, you can work and, and put them, you know, uh, um, in the right place where they're going to be enjoying, you know, working, where they're going to be contributing, because that's, that's really what it's all about, because we're talking about the team so you want people who are able to bring value to the team so mm-hmm. this awareness is very important for you to to make sure that you match you know the, the team members with you know with the type of uh, work but also with the type of uh, co-worker that's gonna help them to 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 perform at you know at their best so this awareness is is very important but you, sh- you shouldn't forget your own self-awareness to know exactly how, you know, uh, to manage that. Yeah, you know, that awareness, as you said, about not only about who you are, but mm-hmm. also how you're showing up and how other people are receiving that, mm-hmm. right? How how you're impacting others is really important. You know, this is going to take, take us, and I'm going to come to Nicole in a moment because I want you to talk about emotional intelligence in the conscious, in the conscious leader, because you touched on that a little bit earlier, and that's one of those characteristics. 
But you know, for in terms of a leader being self-aware, I know plenty of leaders who think they know themselves. But honestly, I'm like, okay, and so now what? Right? So my, one of my favorite phrases, and I use this a lot with my clients, is it doesn't matter what you know if it doesn't inform what you do. Mm -hmm. OK, it doesn't matter what you know if it doesn't inform what you do. So if you know who you are, if you know how you're showing up, if you know how you're impacting others, what are you doing with that information? Right. What are you doing about that to get better, become a more conscious leader and to be a more positive influence on your team? So um, before we come to you, Nicole, Michelle, uh, Regina says, manage your self-awareness. Yes. I'm going to say that one more time. It doesn't matter what you know if it doesn't inform what you do. So, Nicole, talk to us a little bit about why emotional intelligence matters for the conscious leader. All right. I'm going to loop around a little bit because it all relates to that emotional intelligence. Because if you're curious, right, a, a conscious leader is going to be curious because they've already achieved their own self-awareness. They know who they are and they're strong in who they are. And when you truly know who you are, you understand not only yourself at a very deep level, how you are aware of your actions, your reactions, your thoughts, your feelings, and in turn then can understand others much easier because you are in tune with what you believe. And you can be aware of beliefs that come up and a belief triggers a thought and an emotion at the same time. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, that then governs what you say, how you act, your behaviors and your reality. So when we're operating in, an, in a conscious leadership mode with emotional intelligence, we're understanding that things that are happening with other people actions and behaviors that are happening go to a deeper level. It's not an attack on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we have an understanding of what is happening with the other person and then can help them through the subconscious behaviors that may be sabotaging them. So not only have we worked on ourselves in that conscious space, we can help others work on that consciously. Mm hmm. No, I. So it's so important. And you talk about the feelings uh, that are there. And it's so important for us to know um, this is this is something that I've been uh, a champion of for quite some time now is that is getting leaders to tune into what they feel. And that sometimes it's as leaders, we just think we we don't it doesn't matter how I feel. It only matters that I'm doing X, Y, and Z or that we're moving in this direction. But when you tune into your feelings, which is one of your greatest sources of information that we have been given, those feelings are all telling you something. And as my um, mentor, Casey, would say, all feelings just want to be expressed. And they will be expressed <laughs> one way or another. So if you don't get in touch with them and tune into them and really recognize them, they come out another way, right? They show up in your behavior. They show up in something else that you're doing because you have failed to recognize that emotion. And it's like, oh, I will be heard over here, right? <laughs> over here, I need you to hear me. So I do think that that's an important, important part of it. The one other piece I wanted to add about the characteristics is a, a conscious leader and I'll let anyone comment on this that that wants to. A conscious leader shows up in integrity, <clears throat> meaning there is a congruence between what they say and what they are doing. A conscious leader is not sitting back, sipping coffee and eating bonbons while they're cracking the whip on everyone else. Because everyone else is going, OK, I'm going to do this because you're the boss. But I'm not really, you're not really leading this. You're not a leader in my eyes. I'm doing it because you have a title and you're an authority, which means the minute I cannot do it, <laughs> I'm not going to do it because you're not inspiring me. You're not role modeling this for me. And you're telling me to do something that you won't do. And all kinds of craziness and chaos erupt in the workplace because leaders show up not in integrity. So anybody have a comment about that? Yes, Nicole. They're committed to that yeah. is what it really comes down to. And 
And a lot of these things is what it, what are you committed to? Are you committed to negative thought patterns and beliefs that are you committed to always being right? Going back to, you know, some of the things that Roz said about uh, all that emotional stuff and connection. A lot of times leaders, they feel like they always have to be right. And when you're committed to that, it squashes so many things, the inclusivity that you could be having, the trust, it breaks that down because when you're wrong, you don't want to admit that you're wrong. So you will do whatever it takes to appear that you are right. Mm. And a conscious leader is not about that. They're about growth and and growth of themselves and the team. So then they have to be curious. Wow. And... But you know, also too, Willie, and I, I just want to jump in because a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Marae, uh, go first, and then Roz, we're going to bring you in on this too, because this okay. I think is an yes. interesting okay. conversation. Um, so I just wanted to add on uh, what Nicole said about you know being right and and the vulnerability as a, as a conscious leader, you have you know you have to show this vulnerability as well, so that. Uh, you know, people understand that you're not perfect, and they and you you become approachable as well because you, you they feel like you're human and uh, you're opening up yourself, and and this vulnerability is also part of you know being a conscious leader. Um, I think. Mm -hmm. Roz. And then also too, as a leader, a lot of times we have not been trained that it's okay to fail okay to make a mistake because a lot of times if if you know a leader we're supposed to have all the answers all the solutions we're supposed to have everything i don't i don't i, I don't see that in a book nowhere no book no magazine it wasn't in the school i went to for business school that i had to always be right <laughs> you know you know i was taught take a step take a first step try that's what i was taught <laughs> You know, make an attempt, but you know, a lot of times when when we when when we fail, it's like rejection. When we get something wrong, you know, it's failure. And a lot of times, you know, when 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 things go wrong, instead of them saying, "Oh no, it's wrong," why don't you use it as a growth? So a leader would look at that and say, "Let's take an opportunity, make this a teachable moment, let's grow." But a long time ago, if if something went wrong. A lot of people took that personally mm -hmm. that, you, you know, it was almost like rejection. And so, you know, I was talking else about this earlier this morning. How many of us have had to go through rejection therapy? Mm. Because, you know, our leader didn't pick up on, okay, I made a mistake. I feel bad about it, but it, it, it really is only a big deal to that one person and not to the whole group. But because that person feels some kind of way, it impacts the whole group. It impacts right. productivity. So the leader has to pay attention to that. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. I Really great conversation. Regina said, yes, these leaders always want to be right. And that's because it's sort of a cultural thing that they feel. It's not explicitly said, but there's this underlying um, sort of uh, thread that we can feel. We can feel that as a leader, you're expected to know things. And Regina said, it's about growth. I agree. And we have to be committed to growth and how we show up with others in the world of leadership. And remember, Regina, as we said, that this is even about leading yourself. How do I show up for me? Right. How do I impact others just in that space of me? So building on this, you know, as we go, there's a question. There's a group out called um, the Conscious Leadership Group. If you haven't checked out some of their uh, YouTube videos, they've got some they've done some really good work around conscious leadership. And one of the questions, they have some questions that co conscious leaders should ask themselves. So I'm going to share one of these questions. <clears throat> and then I'm going to ask you all to just sort of reflect and respond to it. You know, what does this mean for you? How does this show up for you? So they say that there are four questions, and I don't know that we'll get to all four, but I definitely want to at least get to this one. They say the conscious leader asks themselves, where am I at this very moment? Right. So if you're in a meeting, if you are talking to an employee, if you are walking into the building, where am I at this very moment? And they say there's two places you can be. 
you can be above the line or below the line, right? And if you're above the line, you have one set of characteristics. And then if you're below the line, you're showing up with a whole different set of characteristics. So I'm just gonna get go around and get you all to respond to that question and the value in it for a conscious leader. Where am I at this very moment? So um, Marae, let's start with you. That's a very interesting question. Where, where am I? I think, you know, it's, um, and, uh, and I, I agree with Rose at the beginning when she said, you know, I've, as women, uh, we bring a different, you know, a dif different leadership and we are very close to this conscious leadership, uh, um, uh, you know, that we're talking about because we so used to uh, manage different situations manage different set of you know uh, people the children the husband the family the in-laws so we we without knowing it we we develop this you know this conscious leadership because everything that we do we have to know how we come across and we have to know how we you know we uh, respond to whoever we interact with with the in the family with the children with the parents and all the people that we have to interact with and when we go into the workplace we bring it there and that's uh, mm -hmm. that's that I, I really agree with, with that and and for me that's that's where i am whatever i use you know and the the strategy that i use with my families with with my family my children my husband which is a more conscious and cooperative type of leadership i brought it as well in my um in my workplace and at the beginning i thought it was going to be actually uh very challenging for me but that, that's actually what saved me in working mm. in a very male dominated environment because i had a different way of, of dealing with things and it became something authentic and people really liked it so i think that's uh, that's where i am right now is that you know this conscious leadership have been with me uh, all the way uh, mm -hmm. first was really restricted to the personal life private life but then I understood that it was actually a strength for me to bring it as well in the workplace, even if the leadership was different. But by right. constantly, you know, doing it and pushing it, actually, I find my place, basically. I love that. That That's really, <clears throat> it's really such a personal way mm -hmm. to sort of deconstruct <clears throat> your yeah. own personal Mm -hmm. um, experiences and, mm -hmm. and what you've developed in you and bring that in as a strength, as opposed to it being a limitation or something, exactly. right? Because, you know, it's all touchy feely <laughs> or, mm -hmm. you know, however people want to say that. So, mm -hmm. so let's come to you now, Nicole, where am I at this very moment is a question they say that every conscious leader needs to ask. And when you're in those work settings, in those environments, asking yourself that question, am I above the line? And what does that mean? Or have I fallen below the line in this very moment? This is a great question and I love it. <laughs> We're looking at being above the line and that's, that's in that raised state, that consciousness and being present and understanding where you are when you're present, you're not, tapping into emotions of the past. You are not projecting fear, anxiety, and worry mm -hmm. about using those things from the past and projecting them into the future. You are right here, right now, and what are you going to do next? You have a choice. You have a choice to consciously move forward or you have a choice to sabotage and derail. Mm -hmm. When you are continue to be present, you are taking into account everything that's happening in this moment. You are looking at creating solutions to things that may be presented instead of adding to an, a problem. I love the, the, the call out of the choice that you have mm -hmm. in that moment, right? Because if you are above the line or below the line first, you first got to recognize where you are. And then you can make that conscious choice to move and to, you know, to to make a different choice and to to go to a different place. So, Roz, what about for you? Uh, where are you at this very moment is the question they say 
every conscious leader should be asking themselves. And this is interaction by interaction, right? This is not asking yourself one time, but it is when your team member, Roz, calls you and says, you know what? I can't make it to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Smith today. And it's only 30 minutes from when they're supposed to be there. Where are you at that very moment? Look, we're going to put Roz on the spot now. Where are you at that very moment, Roz? <laughs> oh, I'm having a flashback right now. Let me, let me get myself together before I answer. <laughs> because y'all know I can go zero to, zero to 100 in two seconds. Well, first, first of all, what? <laughs> what I have tried to do is have a pool of people as backup. That's what I try to do. I try to have a PRN person. Now it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. And when they start calling out, as leaders, we know, we know when they uh when people are looking for other jobs, or we know that it's payday and you don't want to come to work. We know that um your boot thing you know, just, you know, just got off of the boat from serving six months. We know these things. I don't know why y'all try to fool us. Why? I don't understand. I ever. I've, I've been, I've been hiring people long enough to know the rhythm. I know the rhythm. I know the cycles well enough to know. Every 90 days is a cycle. It's a cycle. Something's going to happen. You know, I have one young lady, she's late all the time. I said, well, just like I talked about earlier, I'm going to back your time up to get down time. I backed it up, and she backed it up. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I have, to, I have to pay attention to that because then it starts to impact the client, and then it also impacts the employees because they're like, oh, you being a favor to her, but you didn't know what her situation was for me to, to do that. Now, personally, where am I? I am sky high so far as for me. Because I, t I told y'all maybe about a year or so ago, I am finally, finally loving who I am. And I could care less what anybody else thinks, honey. Trust me, I could care less. <laughs> I don't please nobody no more. If you don't like it, well, keep it moving. <laughs> if I don't want to be bothered, I shut my phone off. You know, somebody said, you're not answering the phone. I said, because you're not paying the bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's simple. It's simple. We make things so difficult. We make things so difficult. And it's about treating, just, just like we treat people how to pay us, we have to ask, show people how to treat us. Mm -hmm. We, you we know, we do. have to train it. We, we, and we have to train it. And, and a part of that emotional EQ part is I got to, I got to keep my emotions about myself because I don't want, you know, uh, Rhonda and Marae raising bail money to come and get me out of jail. So I have to set boundaries. And I'm done talking. I, and, and, and I think that's one part of leadership sometimes that we forget is that to, and, and I always come, you know, I always say the same thing, setting those rules of engagement. Because, you yeah. know, otherwise, it becomes really challenging to to lead so have those boundaries have you know set the rules so that you know people know how to communicate with you because otherwise it can be it can go all over the place all over mm -hmm. the place and that's that's very important absolutely so regina said ladies this is a tough subject but a very good one yeah it's shifting from reactive leadership to conscious and intentional leadership if you have not been practicing that over some time, um, it's a challenge and it feels like it's difficult. It feels like you are trying to write left-handed if you have been right-handed your entire life, right? Those, But those movements, those shifts are where our growth comes from, right? Regina says, OMG, you know this little trip when we call in. <laughs> Roz is like, yes, I mm, don't try to pull the wood over my eyes. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for joining. Great rising to you also. And then Regina says, I'm a big believer in boundaries. So these are, I think, such important topics. And I think one of the things Roz was, was speaking to is, is that knowing where you are, right? And that, I think that's the importance of that question, knowing where you are. And then as Marais said, you know, bringing in those boundaries. If you know, as a leader, that you are showing up lately, stressed, frustrated, 
overwhelmed, tired, uh, full of anxiety. If you know that about yourself, if you get that and that this is who you are in this moment, what do you do with that? Right. There's your opportunity to figure out what can you do about it to create that shift so that you can change the impact that you're having on your team. But so often we are in this caught cycle. We're moving so quickly. It's so busy, busy, busy. I don't have time to think about myself and how I'm feeling. And then we we just continue to spiral, which is not a good place for any of us to be. But you know what, though, Rhonda, for, for, yeah, for, for a long time, as a leader, I didn't have anybody to show me how to be leaders. So I was trying to act like a lot, lot of other people. And the key word was acting. I wasn't Roz at right. all. And when I finally, finally, finally came into my own identity, instead of having an identity crisis because I was trying to imitate somebody else, then everything started, you know, coming in because I, I am Roz. Right. This is Roz. This is Roz every week. This is, you know, Roz is one, you know, pretty much one hundred, unless my eyes are closed and I'm taking a nap. But you know, this is Roz. This is Roz. Roz gives 100%. Roz consistently shows up. Roz is going to, you know, Roz is going to make sure it, it it happens. And so I had to get over the fact that people, you say, oh, Roz, you work so hard. But I'm okay with it. I don't care what you think. That's what I want to do. I like working. And if you don't like it, you'll get over it. But it's okay for me. Now, yeah, now I'm going to get to the point where I get old as, you know, Methuselah, and I can't do it anymore. I understand that, and, I'm, and, and I have to start preparing for that. There's going to have to, I'm going to have to get somebody to be my successor. That's, that's mm-hmm. inevitable. But until then, you know, like I, t- I, I told another young lady, she said, my mother's in the same business as you, and she's almost 70 years old and still working. I said, let her work until she decides she doesn't want to work. Well, I want to take care of my mama, but I said, did you ask her what she wanted? Right. That's a sign of a good leader. Yeah, it's really important to recognize that. There is a quote that um, as I was looking at this, really, it's another one of those things that spoke to me. It said um, that leaders, I think I wrote it down somewhere. It said something about leaders, conscious leaders do not try to fix people, right? And I'm thinking of this, Roz, as you're making this statement. Conscious leaders do not try to fix people. They recognize each individual as empowered and responsible for their own success in life and business, right? Wow, what a, what a novel idea. How many times as leaders are we trying to fix people? Well, you need to be like this and you should do this. How about coaching them to really continue to leverage their strengths? And, um, and uh, Christelle, hi, Christelle. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello to you. Uh, you know, uh, if you haven't, just take a moment also, folks, just to do a quick um, check in. If you have not liked or shared the video, please do so. Share this video with someone else. There is someone out there who wants to see it, who needs to hear this information, what it means to be and show up as a conscious leader. Um, so uh, please do that for us and uh, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel because uh, as we amp it up on the Coffee with Ryan Rhonda show, we are looking to bring you the fire. We're bringing the heat, people. So you know, just get ready for that. But I do want to, as we begin to move into our segment, I cannot believe it is 49 minutes after the hour already. And this conversation feels like it needs a part two because I didn't get to half of the things on my list, but that's okay. Cause what we got to was really, really important. So one of the things that I want to um, um, think about it at this point is there's a couple of things as we wrap up. I want to have each of us share what we think um, others can do to become more conscious leaders, right? What can, what can you do? Conscious leadership today is important. It means it's about all the things that we mentioned earlier, being intentional, being high emotionally intelligence, um, really being able to show up in the authentic way that you are you, empowering others, asking questions, being curious, all of those things. But if I'm not those things, what can I do to just get a little bit better? What can I do to begin to get a better each day? Each day. So it's 10 minutes till. And so we're going to move into our final wrap up segment so that we give everyone a chance to, to really properly answer this question. 
And as we do that, then we move into our what's in your cup segment. I love this what's in your cup segment. So the way that I think about this is throughout, uh oh, I think I froze. Throughout this conversation, um, we have been pouring into each other. My camera and my video is doing something really weird right now. Um, we have been uh, bringing lots of really great information. So hopefully you all can still hear me, even though the video is acting weird. Um, but all of this, we have knowledge that we have been pouring in our cups metaphorically throughout the show. So what have you gleaned from this conversation that you will take with you and that you want others to take forward in terms of their ability to increase their conscious leadership? So that's what the What's in Your Cup segment is all about. Just because I like it, I'm going to show this fancy little doodad again because I think it's fun and cool. So as we start the What's in Your Cup segment, we're going to do our co-host first. Nicole, we're going to end with you. And as we end with you, we also want you to share how others can connect with you. So I'm going to remove myself for a, for a minute and then bring myself back. But I'm. OK, so Rhonda's having a, a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're going to move into what's in your cup. And I think the question was, if you are a leader, what is something that I guess we want to leave the people with? And and I would like I, I would like to leave them with don't be embarrassed to ask for help. You know, it, it, it used to be, you know, I got to do it all on my own. I got to figure it out and, you know, uh, you know, get on YouTube and watch a, you know, a DIY video. Instead of doing it, just ask for help. Ask for help. If you can't do it, outsource it. So as a leader, I don't think that we should be afraid to ask for help. So that's that's what uh, I, I wanted to leave. Um, Mariah, you want to go next? Come off a of mute, darling. Come off a of mute. Coming off mute. Go. Okay. So uh, for me, is uh, really <laughs> understand, you know, um, how we come across this this awareness that we need to have. And you know, when when I think about uh, conscious leadership, I always think about the the four agreement that uh, you know Don Miguel, you know. Uh, I've, I've put forward, you know, the first is, you know, you have to be impeccable with your word. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the communication aspect as a conscious leader. You, and then you, have, you, don't, you don't take things personally uh, if you, you don't get it right. I mean, it's, it's not a sentence, you know, you, you really have the opportunity to learn from it and, and move forward. And don't make assumptions because you're dealing with people. Ask questions, you know, instead of uh, assuming that that's the way they are or that's the way they will behave. So have this, you know, be conscious about, you know, asking questions to understand who the people you are dealing are. And, and always do your best because, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, you doing your best, you trying to, to lead people to to the best outcome and and that's really what you know those are the four things that i think are very important uh, as a conscious leader mm, love that thank you so much uh, Murray. and um so let's move now to uh roz roz what what it, what it metaphorically what are we putting your cup today that you're taking away and you want to leave others with in terms of their ability to become uh, more conscious leaders She's done her turn already. Oh, she's already done her turn now. That's what happens when you leave for the show for a minute, right? Roz is like, do I have to go again? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for carrying on. Nicole, um, what do you want to leave others with in terms of becoming more conscious leaders? I would love to have people be open with themselves and really don't judge yourself. Be open to feedback without judgment of yourself, because that's where we get defensive. If you don't want to hear it, if you're operating from that unconscious space, you don't want to hear the feedback because you want to be right. And if we can get past that feeling of having to be right all the time or wanting to be right all the time or appearing to be right all the time, allow yourself to grow. Because in order to get to the next level, you need to learn things and be open to that feedback. Watch your words. Watch the words of others. 
and get in touch with your thoughts and your feelings, what comes up at the same time. Hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. Before you uh, let others know how they can reach you, and we're going to do our cup segment in just a moment too. Uh, Christelle says, uh, yes, asking for and sourcing help is a skill. It is a skill. And as is this set of conscious leadership, that's a set of skills as well, right? And that's why uh, one of the questions I'm going to ask you in a moment is, let's see. Uh, oh, Christelle said, great points, Marae. And she said, we are constantly learning. You are right. Uh, Regina said, fantastic show. Thank you so much for teaching us. Thank you so much for tuning in as we get to go. We've got uh, just a couple of minutes. Let's first do our cup segment before I do something crazy like forget. Because <laughs> I have been known to do such things. So we'll hold up our cup and do our final post-production picture. Got it. Thank you all so much. All right. We got like oh, another minute. So I got time to ask you all another quick question before I go to Nicole and, and let's have her share how folks can reach. Here's a question I was thinking about as we're talking about this set of skills. Should we teach? Should we incorporate in new leadership orientation, leadership development programs? Should we teach conscious leadership? Yeah. Uh, Marae, let's start with you. It's, it's very important. It's very important because uh, especially now, things are changing all the time. It's very volatile, uncertain. Uh, you know, there's ambiguity everywhere. So you always need to get, you know, things, uh, uh, know that the, the right, have the right dynamic. And, and it's important to have the basic because otherwise it becomes very overwhelming, you know, as a leader. To, to lead in such an environment. So people need to know what are the basic, what are the key things that they have to focus on as leaders to be able to be successful. Awesome, thank you. Thank you for that. And um, uh, Roz, what about you? Do you think we should actually teach leaders conscious leadership? And even as we say, if this is also about you in life in general, just you as an individual person, should we even teach it in schools how to be that conscious person? Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No hesitation, no doubt. Yes, yes, yes. What about you, Nicole? Should we teach conscious leadership? Absolutely. Because if we're teaching it, if we're teaching it in the workplace right now for the adults that have not learned it, I really think it should be incorporated into the the um, the goals planning and the feedback for you know, what's going on at the end of the year and how your your progress has been as a leader. And I, I feel like these companies bring in pieces of, of conscious leadership in, but it's not maintained afterwards to find out, is this continuing? Are we continuing to use it? Because we have to use it for a, a certain period of time, at least 60 to 90 days before it starts to ingrain in here. And if it's not developed into the program, of the company, it goes out the window. So then it's money wasted. Mm -hmm. To speak to if we should do it in schools, absolutely. The sooner we learn this, we don't have to relearn it later. Absolutely. So Nicole, if anyone wanted to learn more about the work that you're doing with leaders and uh, and there are lots of amazing things that you're doing uh, as the alchemist. Oh, so how can people connect with you? People can connect with me through my website or Facebook. Um, my, if you look at it's Magic LLC on Facebook, and that's spelled just like my name, M A J I K. If you look on, uh, I have some freebies that you can tap into on my um, in my member vault. So it's Magic LLC dot dot com is where you can find my freebies. And my website is magic So awesome. 
Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. This conversation is such an important one. As we bring more and more of these new terms into our conversations, into our awareness, I think as leaders, it's our responsibility to not just bypass them, to really not just assume we know what it is. Honestly, I've learned a lot just from all of you today and sharing your thoughts around conscious leadership. Uh, and also, um, it really helps us, I think, grow to the point where we are what we said we wanted to be, right? Which is that group of um, savvy, right? The group of savvy leaders um, who are smart and ever learning constantly in that growth space and place. So it has been our pleasure bringing you another episode of Coffee with Rhonda uh, for my panel. Stay tuned for just a minute for everyone else out there. Thank you for allowing us to spend just a moment with you, a little bit of time in your day. And we hope that we have, uh, hope that we have contributed in some way, shape or form. If you have not subscribed or hit the like button or any of that yet, what are you waiting for? We'll see you back here on the next episode next week on another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Until then, continue doing the work to become a more smart and savvy leader. Bye, all. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. You can catch live episodes Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And if you are curious about leadership above the grind, you can download your copy of the Stress-Free Leader ebook at stressfreeleaders.com. Until next time.